Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. By the pricking of my thumbs, something wicked this way comes. Welcome, everyone, to Real Film Nerds episode number 257. Why the hell did Mike pick a movie based on a Shakespeare play? I mean, The Tragedy of Macbeth, starring Denzel Washington and Francis McDermott. Mike, let's just go ahead and get right into it. Mike, why the hell did you pick a movie that I didn't understand? Well, man, I just wanted to be reminded of uh, the old English style of talking and how I also had a heck of a time trying to keep up with the dialogue spoken in real time. I was like, yeah, basically, Matt, I can boil down the movie to this. A crazy guy doing crazy things. And that's the end. Perfect. So, all right. Thanks for joining us for Real Film Nerds episode number 257. (laughs) Next week, we'll have a longer podcast. (laughs) So, all right, Mike, Macbeth, this was like the last freaking movie I I would ever think would come out of your mouth that you wanted to review. Honestly, I thought it was a good movie, but I have a hard time comprehending a lot of the old english shakespearean language uh we studied the hell out of it in school Uh, i didn't like it back then i understood it back then i understood it probably about as much now as i did back then but uh the big selling points and i understand why for this movie why you picked it is denzel washington is absolutely amazing francis mcdermott uh, incredible absolutely incredible but shocker, the young lady that played the witches, oh gosh, I'm trying to look up her name here, uh, Catherine Hunter, amazing. I think she stole the show. She acted the shit out of that part or those parts because she did represent all three of the witches. But overall, you know, I like this movie. I thought it was great. I really don't like Shakespeare, just personally, I had a lot of it crammed down my throat as a child before I even got into high school or even middle school. But for the most part, this is a really, really good film. I love how it's shot. It's really, in my opinion, it's shot a lot like your own personal play that's in your living room with elements of a movie because it really, really comes off very much as a play. Mike, uh, I know I'm just sitting here jabbering. What are your thoughts? Um, Matt, so I, I kind of, uh, echo, uh, what you're saying, Matt, which is, you know, part of the reason I wanted to watch this movie was I wanted to see, you know, Denzel Washington and, uh, Joel Cohen and Francis McDormand and just kind of see what was going to happen. And of course there was awesome acting and the way this movie was shot, I really liked it. It was like super high contrast, the blacks and the whites. I really liked that with the shadows and the lighting. Like it was so interesting. There's a a few scenes where I had no idea how they did some of that stuff. And then you're right. There are a lot of elements like there's this kind of shack type place that is used quite a bit in the movie and it it seemed very play-like like like not like a I don't know like a real structure but 
Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It was, I thought that was really interesting. It was all in black and white, which was, which was neat. But, um, yeah, the old English, man. I was, I was struggling, man, to try and keep up with what they were talking about. Like, cause it's like, you got to do like a real time translation. Like, okay, what are they talking about? It's almost like they had to talk and then you have to pause and be like, okay, I think I got it. I turned on closed captioning to see if it would help. So like it would translate it into like normal English. It didn't. It was just the old English just on the screen. It it didn't help at all. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't familiar with the story of Macbeth specifically. I did know it was a Shakespeare thing, but I didn't realize kind of what it was all about. And yeah, so uh, it was interesting, but it was hard to it was hard to keep up with old English in real time. Mike, how do you not know the story of Macbeth? I mean, it's about a Scottish king. It's right up your alley. I mean, granted, you know, it's not Ireland, but it's still your part of the world. Oh, uh, you know, sometimes things just get by me. Well, you act like you're busy or something. I don't know. I mean, you're even sitting here wearing an Irish shirt right now. I am. I am. It's it's one of the, the St. Patrick's Day shirts I got a while back. You know, just next in the rotation. Hey, so Mike, uh, do you miss concerts yet? I, I would like to see a concert. But, but, um, yeah, there's nothing really coming, at least in our neck of the woods, that I'm too interested in right now. Matt, how are all your canceled rescheduled shows going? You know, one of them successfully went through, and hopefully there will be a second one that goes through, and the third one has been canceled for the fourth time. Here's an interesting one, Mike. Um, I was just thinking about this. I don't know if I told you or not, but do you remember the last time you were here in the old Zona? We saw Tool on my birthday. I spent way too much for tickets, and they were floor tickets. You remember that? Yes, I do. Well, funny enough, that was right before COVID hit. Guess which band was the first concert I saw when we're getting a lessening of COVID, I guess? You saw him again. Tool. Yep. Granted, the seats were nowhere near as good, and I paid just about as much. <laughs> isn't isn't COVID nice? It's so awesome. Everything costs so much more now, and the seats were absolute trash. You know, but whatever. It still was Tool. It was still Maynard. And, you know, when you go to Tool, it's not really to see the band. I mean, yes, it's to see the band perform live. But with Tool specifically, they like their darkness, especially Maynard. It's all about their uh, light show and their smoke and trippy-ass visuals. I I miss the visuals of the 90s, I'll be honest. Like, watching the show, it was good, but a lot of those visuals in the 90s, I think, were a lot better back when we first were watching Tool and stuff. But anyways, I'm super off topic. Mike, uh, back to Shakespeare. Actually, you know what? How does Tool inspire Shakespeare or Shakespeare inspire Tool? There. There. Now it's back in. Oh, yeah. Uh, that That was a good segue, Matt. I have no idea, but I'm sure they're uh, there with some of the old English lies, some of the key to Maynard's lyrics. Boom. 
Now, do you think it's the old English like that you get at the Circle K down the street? Oh, I don't know. That that would be interesting. Uh, old E or old EHG. I don't even know if they still make that, but they used to have an old E high gravity, which they called HG. Do you think that's why Denzel Washington and everyone else were talking the way they were talking in this movie? Because they were all lit up on OE. I, I doubt that that is uh, what it is, but maybe they had the OE uh, Star Trek translator on there. <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> I, I don't watch the Trek. I, I'm a Wars man. Well, there's like a universal uh, uh, translator that they use in, in Star Trek. So, uh, you know, maybe there's an old E uh, setting or old English Damn it, Mike. Now you're making me thirsty. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, you can always stop by the old Circle K or, or actually, you know, with that, Matt, why don't I ask you, what are you drinking this morning, afternoon, evening? <sighs> well, Mike, I am not drinking some OE. That would have been a good tie-in, though. I totally should have done that. Uh, instead, I am drinking a beer from the East Coast, a Sam Adams Boston lager. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, Boston has a lot of history with the English, with the tea party and stuff, so maybe maybe you could tie that to it. Um, Sure. Yeah. I, I'm sure Shakespeare-inspired boston to create a beer named after one of our founding fathers but hey i'm down for it so mike what shakespearean inspired beverage are you partaking with this podcast all right matt well i am drinking something called alassian's full contact imperial hazy ipa say that three times fast jesus oh i can't Okay, let's just go ahead and get that out of the way. As much as I fucking hate this segment, Mike. Go ahead, Mike. What is this week's incredible dad joke? I got dad jokes. I don't think they understand, though. Gotta think I'm funny. Other people never laugh, though. Dad jokes. All right, Matt. I don't know if you're ready for this. I never but am. He- but here you go. Why can't an ear be 12 inches long? Mike, please, I'm dying to know. Why can't an ear be 12 inches long? Because it then it would be a foot. <laughs> Honestly, do you sit there and read that book when you're at work and you're supposed to be making money for your family and go, all right, which one was worse than last week's? Like, do you sit there and do like research? I'm betting you do. I do, man. Most of my day is actually just trying to figure out which dad joke. I mean, that's like for the whole week. I really only work for about five minutes a day. I believe it. I 100% believe it. How how off the cliff these are going. Yes, I 100% believe this is part of your job now. You're getting paid lots of money to sit there and figure out how to torture me with dad jokes. Yes, 100%. <laughs> I'm just glad that you accept it. Okay, Mike. My favorite question of the podcast and part of our middle segment of the podcast 
which is all questions. Mike, how does the tragedy of Macbeth relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well, Matt, thanks for asking. And I was a little worried about this one because, you know, our man Denzel hasn't been in the MCU yet. Keyword is yet. <laughs> yes. And and Francis McDormand, not yet. But I feel like they're coming, so we're just going to have to be patient. But until that happens, our MCU tie-in for this movie is Corey Hawkins, who plays Macduff. Uh, Corey Hawkins was in um, Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3. All right. Very good, Mike. Very good. Even though that's not a great Iron Man film, I'll let it slide. Well, I mean, you know, I'm just happy when I find one, you know? Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I'll I'll let it slide. Well, not slide. I mean, you nailed it. You found it. I was wondering if uh, Brendan Gleeson had been in the MCU. I don't remember if he has or not. I checked. I uh, I didn't see anything. Because he just, he looks like he would have been in there for something, but, eh, you know... He he's one of those big time character actors that's really really well known. But anyways, uh, we'll we'll progress. Okay, Mike. So we're in the spoiler section. I don't know what the hell we're going to spoil since neither of us really understood what was going on. But um, <laughs> Shakespeare, murder, tragedy, betrayal. Yeah, yeah, all that, Matt. But you know what? One, one thing we forgot to do. What, Mike? You forgot to ask me about the rundown so i'm gonna go ahead and do that right now well i didn't want to ask you about the rundown because i just jumped into this shit because i don't want you trying to trip over some words and some names and okay fine go ahead mike do the rundown for all right our our movie today all right so the tragedy of Macbeth, 2021 was directed and written by joel cohen and it's based on a play by william shakespeare and it's starring Denzel Washington, Francis McDormand, Alex uh, Hassel, Bertie Cavell, Brendan Gleeson, Corey Hawkins. And a Scottish lord becomes convicted by a trio of witches that, oh, convinced by a trio of witches that he will become the next king of Scotland and his ambitious wife supports him in his plan of seizing power. See, you can't do, like, our normal English. So, I, I, dude, this must have been, like, absolute hell for you to watch. Just absolute hell. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, man. It was tough. It was tough. There were times where I, I considered pausing it to be like, what the heck did it just happen? Like, I, I'm, I, like, they, you know, talking at the full speed that they were, I was like, it was like trying to slow it down. You know, like, if... If someone with like a thick accent starts talking to you and you're like, what the heck are they saying? You like try and slow it down, repeat it in your mind and then do it again. And you're like, oh, yeah. It's like that. Okay. Okay. All right. I get it. I get it. So maybe I'll ask like, what part of the film did you really like? I don't know. I don't know, Mike. I'm just kind of, I don't know. Um, I really liked the, um, 
every time the witches uh, showed up. I mean, it's only a, a couple times, but it, it was interesting. It was it was very, I don't know, like the, creepy, and it, it was cool. Yeah, it was some of the creepiest, trippiest scenes was uh, Catherine Hunter's character as the witch is showing up. I mean, she just really knocked it out of the park on top of all the special effects and different things they did with her. Um, I liked the uh, sword fighting scene at the end of the film. I wish it would have been a little bit longer, but is what it is. And then uh, the murdering of the king, the assassination of the king was pretty interesting because I thought they were going to kind of like pan away like a typical play or something like that. Oh, no. Oh, no. Denzel clearly jabbed that knife into that man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, there was no panning away. We know who did it. Definitely. Definitely. And then, you know, the next morning when they're uh, calling out, you know, his uh, people as the uh, murderers, Denzel immediately just starts murdering again. So, you know, getting... You know, working nine to five, I guess, you know. Well, you know, he didn't want them to have any chance to mess up his story. So got to take him out. No, he, well, he wanted to be king, man. He wanted to be king, period. No ifs, ands, or buts. Oh, dude, that is definitely one of the darkest scenes of the whole film, though. Is the, um, it was shot beautifully, really, really well. But, uh, when they raided the, um, Corey Hawkins, uh, McDuff's character's castle or estate and murders his whole family and kids. And he takes that one son and throws him and he just disappears into the smoke. Dude, that was shot so well, but that was extremely tragic. Oh, yeah, man. That was pretty brutal. Uh, I definitely wondered uh, when... um, What was his character? uh, Birdo? No, Bruto... Uh, bank, Banquo, Banquo, Banco. You know who I'm talking, Banquo. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, when Banquo and his son are like on their journey, and the assassins are sent, and you know they have this kind of scuffle over at you know like the weird building. Okay. Um, like I was like, oh, are they gonna go kill the kid too? And it kind of alluded that they were, but then, you know, it cuts away. And then later on at the end, you find out that they didn't. And so maybe the, the witch's prophecy was true with, like, your blood will be in every king or whatever. Like, it, it was interesting. Like, that, that you know? Hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. No. I, I know the scene you're talking about, but I think the, the father was uh, Lennox, wasn't he? No, no, no. It was what's his face. The the, I think that was his. Well, no, I don't think it was Lennox. I think it was. Um, bank, ba- banco, bank you. I don't know how to say it. It doesn't matter. I know the scene you're talking about, Mike. We we don't need to try and spell, put out his name again. It's fine, Mike. It's fine. Yeah, he got he got assassinated by the dude that went and ratted out the cousin of uh mcduff yeah it's hard to keep track of all the relations to in the shakespeare films oh yeah that's that's true like it is a little bit confusing on who is related to who and why they're important it just kind of happens like malcolm you know at least he was clearly the son of 
the uh, king. And then when he the king got murdered, he's like, well, peace out, because I feel like they're going to get me next. And, uh, you know, they would have, but he left. So then they had to go look for him. What about a nice classic uh, actor that I believe has worked with the Coens before? Steven Root getting a little cameo in there. Oh man, his uh, drunken uh, uh, character was hilarious. Uh, I understood most of that, but you know, it was mostly because of physical gesturing. Yeah, and no red, no red stapler on this one. That's true. That's true. All right, Mike. So I, I honestly, I don't know how much longer we can talk about this movie and keep squeezing it out. Uh, it's tough, man. It's tough. If you like Shakespeare. Uh, check it out. If you like movies, it's definitely worth a watch. Um, Mike, go ahead. How many reels do you give the tragedy of Macbeth? Uh, Matt, I'm going to give this uh, three and a half out of five reels. And the reason I'm giving it uh, what I think is pretty high rating is it's all the way this movie was shot. It was beautiful. And the acting was superb. I just not a huge Shakespeare fan, so that's why it gets some some knocked off from me. I do think this will be nominated for best cinematography. What do, what do you think for for the Oscars, Matt? At least that. Oh yeah, dude, it's gonna be nominated for a lot of awards, a whole lot of awards. Um, and that's not really what affects my rating. My rating is higher than yours, Mike, and that's because it's a good film. Uh, just like you, I could really care less about Shakespeare. Uh, like I discussed earlier, I had him crammed down my throat at a very young age. I just, not my thing, you know, but you got to respect him. He was an amazing storyteller. I mean, it's hundreds of years later and they're still making movies and reading his novels and books and plays in schools. I mean, that's a testament to his works, you know, granted, I don't, I think some of that might be a little biased just because you've been doing it for hundreds of years doesn't mean you should keep going, but that's not here nor there. We're here to talk about a movie. So Mike, I liked it. I thought it was great acting. Absolutely incredible directing. Fantastic cinematography editing. I mean, this is, this is like what movies are made for, you know, it really is. The only reason I don't give it higher is because it's Shakespeare. And Mike, I give it a four out of five. Oh, okay. Well, cool, Matt. Um, yeah, I know. I know this one. I picked it, and I'm sorry, but no need you know, to apologize. It's, I, it's worth it, man. I, I think it's going to be uh, cleaning up some of the award stuff, and then uh, you know, it, it looked interesting, and it it was interesting. It was just. Uh, you know, it's tough to understand the old English. Well, all right, Mike, next week is my pick. And as you will hear in this podcast, I discussed it a little bit on the radio, is that uh, you and I, even if we don't review all of them, we really try to see every single Best Picture nominee for the Academy Awards. And the rumors are, at least as far as I can tell, as this film has been nominated in many other award ceremonies and groups and things. Uh, my pick for next week is The Power of the Dog, and it is streaming on Netflix. And yes, it's been out for a while. It came out in November. But as it gets more and more award buzz, I, I think it's going to be nominated for a bunch of crap. We probably should see it. All right. 
let's let's watch it, Matt. Let's do it. Um, I'm sure it'll be different than the movie that we just watched, so that should be fun. Yeah, going from a uh, classic Shakespearean tragedy to a romantic Western drama, big time difference. All right. Well, I look I look forward to to that one, and um, yeah. Okay, Mike. Well, I think that's it. I think we will call that a podcast, unless you have more things you would like to add, sire. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I don't think I have anything uh, more to add. Um, this was this was an interesting movie, and. I'm I'm sure a bunch of people will see it. Oh, we didn't we didn't mention Matt. Uh, it was on Apple Plus or uh, Apple TV Plus. You're right, Mike. It is our very first Apple TV Plus tributary. You unplugged your mic, dude. Hey there, boys and girls. We had a bit of an issue there. Actually, let me rephrase that. Mike had a bit of an issue there. He unplugged his mic. I caught that he unplugged it. He plugged it back in and forgot to hit record again. So anyways, just to sum up the last four or five minutes of our podcast, Mike and I discussed Apple TV Plus a little bit, uh, the different content they have on there, like Tom Hanks' new movie, uh, one of my new favorite shows, Ted Lasso. It is a must-watch if you have Apple TV Plus. Uh, And then just some random gibbering just know this next week we will be reviewing power of the dog my pick currently streaming on netflix go so go check it out right now uh it's going to be nominated for a ton of awards it already has been so i'm sure it'll be in best running for you know best picture out of the academy awards anyways on behalf of mysterious mike talent and myself Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and your continued support of our little podcast here. We know there's not a whole lot of you out there, but we do cherish and like every single one of you listening to our pod and writing in and saying thanks and keep going. All right. Well, that's it for Real Film Nerds episode number 257. Remember, follow us on the Twitters, the Instagrams, the Facebooks. We do have a Facebook group. Always join that. Sometimes people talk in there, sometimes people don't. And any questions, comments, concerns, or criticisms, make sure and email them to nerds at realfilmnerds.com or matt at realfilmnerds.com or mike at realfilmnerds.com. All right. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. Here we go with my Magic 99.1 interview with Lisa live in local and following quickly behind my mom's chat with you next week thank you for listening to the real film nerds now don't forget to follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at real film nerds now go out and catch a movie matt henshaw in studio with me this morning on magic 99.1 how's it going maddie it's going better now that you remember i'm here (laughs) 
<laughs> Usually I'm waiting in the waiting room for you. Yeah, I'm yeah. kind of disappointed. Yeah. I walk in, no one's there, it's empty. I'm like, well, wow, no one was expecting me. A long weekend, long weekend. But you're here and you're ready to tell us all about the tragedy of Macbeth. The real, the real question is how many hours of football and Ozarks did you watch this time? I did not watch any Ozark because I'm over it. Wow. Finished it. All right. And I watched two full football games. Like was, everybody else did. Because that was the only ones that were on, right? That's exactly See, right. So that's yeah. the key is you yeah. have to tell them that they're only allowed to have two a weekend, right. and then you only watch two. Well, and I did watch two hockey games as well, but we don't need to talk about me. Let's talk about you. What did you think of the movie? It was okay. It, it was, was good. just okay. Well, it was good. It's Like I said, I'm not a huge fan of Shakespeare. Right. It's that old English. I don't, I don't, I can barely speak bad English, right. let alone old English. I mean, come yeah. on. Yeah. And so that was hard, huh? Yeah, it's always difficult. Yeah. Always difficult. Right. Okay. Well, tell us who was in it and how was the acting? You got it all pulled up right there. I do, but this is your job. It's it's a little little Denzel Washington (laughs) guy. Someone someone might know. Frances McDermott. A few people might know her, Mm -hmm, too. For sure. Lots of Academy Award winners. It was directed by Joel Cohen. Okay. So it's his first time not directing something with his brother, Ethan. Right. Which is interesting. Uh, it yeah. was produced by A24, which is known for horror movies. Oh, interesting. And uh, it was shot in four by three. So like, you know, standard TV square. Right. Not uh, widescreen. And I thought it was very interesting how they shot it. It's like a blend of a play and a movie together. 100% black and white. It really feels like they're performing the play for you. Okay. So uh, the acting was absolutely incredible. I'm sure Denzel and Francis McDormand will be nominated, if not win, like they always do. Yeah, but, right. But uh, I, I don't know how they remember these lines so well and then also include emotion with them when most people can barely stand what they're saying. It's true. Understand what they're saying. Understand, so, yes. Yeah. Very true, very true. How many reels are you going to give it? It was good. Yeah. Uh, I definitely recommend it. It's mostly because how unique it was. Uh, I give it four out of five. Four out of five. Yeah. And where can we watch it? It's only streaming on Apple TV Plus, or I think they have it in the theaters. Oh, okay. Now, it's not everywhere in the theaters, but I think uh, Picture Show has it here. Okay. Very good. Very good. Let's give your mom a call, see what she thought. Okay. Okay. Oh, hello. How are you, Ma? Hinshawn, Magic 99.1. Just fine. Wonderful. Well, Matt's in studio with me, and he just told me that he really liked the tragedy of Macbeth. What did you think? I thought it was the best version that I've seen. Wow, that's saying a lot. And, you know, she Denzel. saw the original. I I'm mean, sure. that's, oh, she, oh. she was back in Shakespeare's time, <laughs> no, you know? No. <laughs> Not quite, no, Matt. My daughter was chosen to do the the Mrs. Macbeth's uh, one soliloquy. And I'd heard that enough forever. I <laughs> bet. <laughs> but they did a great job. And, oh, the witch. I love the gal that played the witch. That was the scariest witch I've seen in all the versions that I've seen. Wow. That's saying a lot. Oh, Yeah. She was freaking frightening. <laughs> hey, hey, no swearing. Well, and did uh, Pa Hinshaw fall asleep? Any snores? Oh, he wouldn't even watch it. Oh, he wouldn't <laughs> even go there. <laughs> oh, no, he had to sit through my eldest daughter's Shakespearean. I mean, she was the star in Taming of the Shrew, etc. cetera. Yeah. And he said, no. <laughs> Never again. He did not want to watch it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. Well, how many cookies are you going to give it? Oh, 
Oh, gosh. Probably four and a half. Four and a half. Okay. Matt gave it four. Wow. She's Did so you kind. stay awake, Matt? Yes. Did you, oh, I'm proud. Did you, Ma? Did you did you have any snores? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you many? have to stay awake to understand what the heck they were saying. Right. <laughs> right. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's hilarious. But it was very, very good. And, and I thought, oh, they can't make another version. Right. You but, know, but they did. They did. And it was really cool. Out during spot. I love it. Wonderful. Well, Matt, what are you going to be reviewing next week? So I know you don't like this movie, but I think Mike and I need to do it because it's getting nominated for everything. Okay, you are. Power of the Dog. Power of the Dog. I'm excited that you're going to see it because I want to see what you think. It's getting nominated for so much stuff. I I, I feel like we're obligated to watch it. You know, it's kind of, it feels like a big production Kind of like uh, Let There Be Blood. What's the blood movie with, um, what's his name? No, you're, you got it. Let <laughs> yeah. There Be Blood. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of, it's, it feels like that kind like of movie. That. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll be anxious to see well, what you think. That's one of those things me and my co-host try and do every year if we can. We might not like review all of them, but we right. try and see every single film that's nominated for Best Picture. Okay. All right. So you going to see it too, Ma? Where is it going to be? I mean, at the movies? No, I think nope. it's on Netflix. It's on the old Netflix. Yep. It's on the old Netflix, Power of the Dog, right? Yes, Yes, ma'am. Okay, I'll Uh, make my dogs watch it, too. (laughs) Okay, very good, you guys. You guys, check out the podcast. It's called The Real Film Nerds. Matt and Ma, thanks so much for uh, reporting for us this morning. Thank Thank you, you, Lisa. Lisa. You're welcome. (laughs) 